0: It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago.
1: Haima Black, on the line with Willie Joy. How are you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you. You know, I've, I've been seeing what you're doing from afar on, on Twitter where I think everybody sees what everybody's doing. Um, and it looks like you're doing cool stuff. How's the treating you,
0: man? It's, it's been good. Yeah. I've been really busy, uh, started a lot of new ventures in the last year and, and it's all been going great, man. I can't complain. Out here in sunny awesome, California. I, I, I miss Chicago though. I will say that I miss Chicago every day.
1: Well, you know, and that was actually going to be kind of the first place I wanted to start uh, is that, you know, everyone knows you are, you know, you were a DJ here in Chicago before you moved out west. And you were really, like, you were so prominent on the local scene in Chicago in the 2000s. Like, when you look back at that time and your time here in Chicago, like, what stands out from that? What was that like for you?
0: Man, I mean, those were special years. I mean, that's where... I built what would become the foundation of my professional career. You know, it was, it was the golden years. I mean, I was out of college. I had a ton of friends in the city. We were just running around like crazy kids. You know, I mean, it was, it was just those special years. I hope everybody gets to experience something like that for a couple of years in their life where, you know, there wasn't a ton of responsibility. It was pretty carefree we were young, everyone was doing cool, creative stuff. And there weren't so many rules and orders established about, you know, uh, th- there there wasn't a power dynamic, right, where it wasn't so much that this is a really big name, and I'm a small name. And how does the money get involved? Really, we were just all kids having fun and doing cool stuff together. And I think that's what I miss the most is just that that sort of carefree vibe no expectations the business hadn't come into it so much and you know it it was just very pure I I, it was like some of the best times in my life man
1: no I mean I I agree with you 100% I mean I I remember that time in Chicago and, and you're right I think you completely nailed it it wasn't about you know a social media following it wasn't about your number it wasn't about your brand it was just like people were just down to do cool stuff and and hang out and you know, play music from their iPod or whatever. It, it almost looks like, yeah, oh exactly. you've ever been so young and innocent, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like another lifetime ago, man. But it really was. I mean, it, it was just an amazing time, you know? On any given Tuesday night, I'd be at some dingy little bar with 50 of my friends, all of us just, you know, playing the music we felt like hearing that night everybody partying together and you know not really worrying about where we were going to be the day after that it was it was a special time yeah well and you're
1: out in LA now right I'm actually in San Diego, but very close to LA. Oh, that's right, that's right. San Diego. That's what it was. I knew that LA sounded like maybe right, but maybe wrong. Um <laughs> so you're in San <laughs> well, Diego. For, for as, as
0: much you... time as I spend in LA
1: yeah, sorry. For as much time as I spend no, in yeah. LA I should just move there. But yeah, I'm in San Diego. Right on. Uh when did you go out that way and then what kind of prompted that a move initially?
0: um my girl is going to school out in San Diego so that was kind of the you know the main factor that brought us out here but i had been wanting to come out to southern california for a long time i mean the heart of the electronic music world right now is los angeles and i wanted to be closer to that and you know i can very easily pop up there now anytime i need to and yeah there's just an energy out here man it's uh I've lived a lot of different places in my life and just right now for electronic music, the vibe and the energy of LA, it's pretty much unmatched anywhere else in the world that I've been.
1: Yeah. Well, when you moved, you know, and, and, you know, going between LA and, and uh, you know, San Diego, like what was that change like from being in Chicago? Like how different was it or was it, you know, similar? Um, I mean, it was very different, but
0: there's, uh, th- there were a couple of steps in between. So before, after I left Chicago, I moved to Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. And that was a big culture shock for me. D.C. is very different. The vibe is very different from Chicago. You know, it's a government town. Um, it's on the East Coast. There's a whole different vibe there. It's built on a swamp, so the weather is all crazy. It wasn't my favorite place to live, but I was there during some pretty incredible times because that was sort of the rise of the Moombatone scene, which Dave Nada Mm -hmm. and Matt Nordstrom of Nadastrum from D.C. were spearheading. And they had this amazing monthly event there at U Street Music Hall. Shout out to those guys. Um, called Mumaton Massive, and because I was living in D.C. at the time, I kind of got to take part in that scene and that uh, explosion firsthand, which was amazing, and then from D.C. I went to San Diego, which, again, is a, t- a totally different vibe again. You know, it's just beautiful out here. I mean, it's like the chillest place in America, chill in a way I never knew you could even be. so it's just the most relaxing, beautiful Place like everybody who lives in LA. Anytime I say I live in San Diego, they say, "Oh, I wish I lived in San Diego because it really is like <laughs> just the most carefree
1: kind of spot." It's been good for my mental state for sure. Oh man, that's so that's so important. That's such a like that's just so good to hear. Uh, one of the projects you have that is uh, that's definitely caught my attention. I think it's really cool. Is you have this podcast? Uh, it's called Back to Back with Lily Joy, and that launched about like what, like a little over a year ago now? That's exactly right, yeah. Bring us into that. How did that start? Because, you know, I always knew you as a DJ. You know, again, especially like back in the 2000s when you were in Chicago, it was like it was you, it was Matt and it was E6. Like, you guys really ruled in that world. So when do you go from somebody who is solely kind of concentrating on making music to branching out into the world of, of producing not just a podcast, but, man, I will tell you as a podcaster, a really good podcast, a really well-made podcast. Oh, thank so how you. How did that start for you? Thank you.
0: Well, it's uh, it's not something I ever planned on doing, but basically, I mean, I you know, if you just listen to me talk, probably your listeners can already tell. Like, I'm a nerdy guy, and I've always <laughs> been a big podcast fan and uh, I would listen to podcasts of comedians and podcasts of actors and directors and people in other art forms, and I got super into it. Like anytime I would hear a comedian talk to another comedian about their world, the kind of inside baseball, behind the scenes, glimpse behind the curtain kind of stuff, it was fascinating to me. And not only was it fascinating, but then I became a bigger fan of those people that I heard talking because you, you feel like you know them. You start to understand not only their outward-facing brand and their work, but also who they are as a person. And uh, like you said, I mean, I've been DJing and producing for a crazy long time now. It's pretty much all I've done in my adult life. And so I've got a lot of skin in the game and I know a lot of people who are doing it. And I just sort of started to wonder why is no one talking to the people in my world who I know are just as interesting and brilliant and weird and crazy as all of these other people, these comedians, actors, whatever, who have all these podcasts. You know, I know there's a million great stories from my world that aren't being told, that haven't gotten out there. And it just seemed like something that should happen. And the more people I told about it, everyone said, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. And I think I I have this rule that if you come up with an idea that Mm -hmm. everyone around you says is a really good idea and no one has ever done it before, I think you're Uh pretty much obligated to do
1: it. Like, I think you just have to do it. If you're the guy who's been like, how come no one's written this book? Then you have to be like, oh, shit, I'm the guy who has to write this book.
0: That's the thing, man. Yeah, and so uh, to be honest, at the start, I didn't even know if I wanted to do it. I certainly didn't feel qualified to do it. I still don't feel like I'm a great interviewer or that I, you know, have some kind of special insight that other people don't have, even though I get all this great feedback about those things, it, it hasn't really sunk in. But I, I think it's just the fact that I'm so excited about this idea. And I'm very proud of, uh, you know, this first year of shows that we've been able to do. You know, we've had some really great guests, Diplo, Cascade, Flostradamus, you know, a lot of big names, the list goes on, as well as smaller names, interesting people, behind the scenes people who fans of electronic music might not know about, but probably will find very interesting. And, uh, you know, people have been very open. We've had, you know, these amazing emotional conversations where, you know, I learned sort of these deep, dark things about people's past that I felt very honored that anyone would share with me. It's Overall, man, it's just been a really great experience. I, I'm proud of the content, but also for me personally, uh, you know, it's almost been like therapy. It's been
1: really good. You know, man, there's so much you just said that I want to touch on, but one of the things you said early on in that answer that just struck such a chord with me is you were talking about listening to a lot of podcasts from really people in concentrations and creative fields that are not your own. And that's something that I actually, I, I subscribe to that. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts where filmmakers are talking about their process, or someone's talking about how to open up a restaurant, or or things that I know nothing about. I don't necessarily always want to listen to another music podcast where... Uh, someone's doing the same thing as me. And I'm like, Oh, I already know this thing. But when I can listen to somebody talk about something that I don't know anything about, you, you know, you brought up the comedians interviewing other comedians. I think that's so valuable to gain all this great free insight into somebody else's completely different creative process. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true, and I think the more that you do that, and I'm a huge comedy fan, so I go pretty deep into the comedy podcast nerdery, and um, another thing you find out is that really they're not so different from you. I I think Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get a lot of inspiration from hearing how someone who does something totally different than what you do got there. And then you sort of realize that a lot of the same issues they had, the struggles they went through, it's more or less the same that all of us go through. And it kind of equalizes uh, everyone in my mind. You know, it brings a little humanity to what is otherwise, you know, kind of more of a hero worship kind of thing. And that's been really nice, too, to realize that, you know, it doesn't matter so much exactly what we're doing, What really matters is that, you know, we're inspiring each other, we're following our goals, and that really what I've learned more than anything else from doing my show and from doing any or or the listening that I do as well is that, you know, if you are hardworking and if you have a good idea that you can achieve it, you know, I, I think that is sort of the the baseline story that runs through so many of these successful people's stories is just, you know, the, the hard work pays off in the end as long as you're dedicated
1: to your ideas. Yeah, and in, I, dude, you're 100% right. It really does come down to like whether you're making a film or opening up a cafe or, or recording an album. It's like at the end of the day. You just got to do the work. You got to like actually stay committed. You got to see things through. You got to collaborate. And you're right; those are all very universal concepts, no matter what your kind of end, uh, you know, end project is. Sure,
0: and also the mm -hmm. fact that it doesn't happen overnight, right? Because it's very easy to see very successful people who you just sort of think, okay, well, they're privileged, they're special. I'm not like them. But then, if you hear their stories you know, you realize, oh, okay, this person had to work for 20 years in obscurity before they saw even a little bit of success. And uh, and that's certainly been uh, one of the main through lines in a lot of the podcasts I've been recording is that all of these big name artists who come through, you know, that you hear them talk about how they lived in their car for the first five years they were in LA or You know, anything like that, uh, and that to me is is very reassuring, too, that
1: really there is no magic bullet. We're all kind of going through it together. Yeah, and I think that's so important. You know, I teach at Columbia College uh, these days, and I, I explain to my students a lot that, like, when they're on Instagram, like, you're seeing someone's highlight reel. Like, it's not this overnight thing like you're saying. Nobody just starts DJing, and then two days later is like, I'm headlining EDC. Like, it's just not. How any of this exactly. works at all. But not everybody and sees the path. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and Instagram is very dangerous now because everybody's lives are now curated, right? And you're only showing the best parts of, of yourself and of your life. And you're, it's not reality. You're not actually showing what you're going through on a day to day basis. And so a new generation of kids growing up seeing only these beautiful curated feeds on Instagram, you get this very unrealistic expectation of what your life should be like because nobody's life is like an Instagram feed. You know, everybody's life sucks (laughs) at some point. And so, you know, that's this is getting into a whole other thing. But, I mean, I think the rise of Instagram culture and the feed and and curating all of, you know, turning your life into content – I think there's a lot of danger of anxiety and depression and all of that creeping in because, of course, none of us can measure
1: up to that on a day-to-day basis. No, no, 100%, man. Um, Now, you know, you were talking a moment ago about what you were learning from doing these interviews, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, hearing some of these artists talk about their struggle and things like that. So what have been some really great insights or takeaways that you have gained from talking to, you know, nearly 60 artists over the last year?
0: You know, I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with creativity uh, and figuring out what it is and where it comes from and how it works. And so for me, a lot of it has been in that area of trying to talk to all of these people, some of whom, many of whom are my friends and who I've worked with or had some relationship with over the years. But trying to figure out, you know, our backgrounds are so different and yet we ended up doing the same thing, you know, what drives you, you know, what keeps you going, what motivates you? Because for me, it's always been a very pure love of music. Like, there is never anything else in my life I was ever even close to as passionate about as I was about making and playing music. There was just never a choice for me. But then I look at everybody else, and i you know i'm I, at first, I was insecure because I was like, "Oh, maybe these people know something or have figured something out about what we do that I don't know, but then after talking to a lot of people, I think it, it was just reassuring because i it sort of cemented that we're really all here for the same purpose like I remember I was talking to Diplo on the show, and i mm-hmm. Diplo is like the most Competitive person I've ever met. In every like everything is a competition to him. Even like basic social interactions, stuff that shouldn't (laughs) be a competition is a
1: competition to him. Like saying "God bless you" to somebody, and he's going to be like, "No, I did that best."
0: Right? Yeah, that's totally spot on. Or like he and I play online chess all the time, and he gets (laughs) so mad if I beat him. Like unreasonably mad. It's that kind of thing. (laughs) But that drive, I think, is also part of why he's Diplo, why he's been able to achieve the things he has, because he just has this insane drive. And so I was curious uh, in his case, you know, where does that really come from? Like, what is going on? And, you know, I asked him, and it took a couple times. I kind of had to, like, beat it out of him, but he basically ended up saying, you know, he, he comes from Philly, and he was broke, you know, not homeless, but, like, not living a, a super lavish life out in Philly, kind of running around being a little Philly kid. And he, what he said to me on the podcast was basically, you know, there's a certain point where my life just kind of sucked, and I wasn't happy, and I thought that, okay, well, this is just my life. Like, he kind of accepted it. He was like, I just sucked. And that's the way it's going to be. And then when he saw the first opportunity arise, you know, when he had some early success with his MIA projects and all of that, that all of a sudden he realized, you know, that his work did have value and that people out there were paying attention and that that was sort of the beginning of that drive that, you know, he could escape, uh his own perception of himself and his life, and he could kind of make his own reality. And that to me was super inspiring and made me realize that it's something I was doing too, kind of not even knowing it, it is really trying to escape my own perception of myself, right? And my own reality, mm-hmm. and realizing that I could build my own reality and do exactly what I wanted to do, and that actually if I kept doing it and kept doing it and kept trying to beat myself and improve that people would care eventually, because I think that's artists are weird because it's like, you know, you want everyone to look at you and you want everyone to appreciate and applaud the things that you do. But then there's also the other side of you that thinks you're a fraud and that everyone will mm-hmm. see it if they look too close. And so it's it's exploring that, too, the duality of being an artist. That's something I've been doing a lot on this show and realizing that everyone feels like a fraud at some point, even though we all project this image on Instagram that we're killing it, you know?
1: Right, that every day is EDC. Yeah. Now, Right, know, right, since, exactly. Yeah. Since you've been doing these interviews... Do you feel like it has impacted? And I, I mean, I think you're answering this question already, but you know, do you feel like it has impacted your creative process? You know, from talking to these to this many people who are also doing their own creative work,
0: it's absolutely affected my creative process, and it's made me more confident in my creative process because everyone's process is different, and what works for one person may not work for another. Person or may not work for me. And so, what I've been able to do is kind of learn how other people approach creativity, learn how they approach making their art, just living their life, navigating the music industry in general. And there's definitely gems that I will pluck out and use in my own life. But then there's other times when someone will say something, and I would, you know, I'll just be like, wow, that works for you? I could never do that, you know? And <laughs> Right. <laughs> which, which is fine, and then just kind of makes me more confident that I'm finding the right path for me, and I don't necessarily need to compare it so much to everyone else, which is what I used to do,
1: for sure. Switching gears here, talking a little bit about the guests themselves, you've interviewed some really great Chicago-based guests, or, or some of whom previously were in Chicago and now are not. Um, you know, Kurt from Floss Adamus, uh, Josh, who was formerly, of course, from Floss Corella. Cruella. Um, you know, when you're talking to people like that, like the Floss guys or, or the, you know, the girls from Corella, does it become kind of more personal? Is it a different kind of conversation for you? Because when I listen to those interviews you've done with them and you guys are talking about Sonatech or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, right on. Like it feels <laughs> more like I'm kind of eavesdropping on someone's phone call than listening to a podcast. Absolutely.
0: And thats I strive to have that tone in every episode I do, but obviously it's more easily accessible if I have that kind of shared history with people. I mean, yeah, man, talking about the old Chicago days, like we were talking about earlier, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. once you get into a conversation about it, everybody just kind of opens up because you're accessing those memories, you're accessing those feelings. And it was a more carefree time. So, you know, if you can get the conversation there, I think just in general, everyone's going to relax and you can kind of just have fun with it. And everything after that is going to be a lot easier. And so, yeah, it definitely changes it. I mean, I've just, I think I'm lucky in that I've been doing this long enough, the music thing, the DJ thing, that I just know a lot of these people. And um, I have history with a lot of these people. So, I mean, with like with me and Kurt, Flossardamus Kurt, I mean, he's one of my best friends in the music game. You know, I've, I've known him and worked with him for over a decade. And we really did come up in Chicago together. I mean, he was a central figure in a lot of those memories that I have. I mean, we've DJed together God knows how many times in tiny little shitty mm-hmm. bars, you know. it's And having that kind of history absolutely makes the conversation go easier. I mean, that, the, the episode I did with him is a really special one. It was pretty emotional. It was, you know, shortly after uh, damas split up and went from being a duo to a solo act. And there was just a lot up in the air. I, you know, I don't think he or anyone else sort of knew exactly how it was all going to shake out at that time. And um yeah, it was just a really emotional conversation. He and I hadn't seen each other in a while and we really kind of you you hear us just sort of catching up with each other's lives a little mm-hmm. bit. Um and yeah, that was a special one, man. If
1: if anyone out there wants one to start on, that's not a bad choice. So, you know, I don't I don't want to take up too much more of your time then, but this is awesome. So a couple more quick questions for you. You know, you've been doing the podcast for a year. And like I said, from one podcaster to another, man, it, it doesn't sound like your first podcast. It doesn't sound like it's like, hey, guys, we're figuring this out. It's really well done. So with such a strong start to this one year in, where do you want the podcast project to go from here? Like, what's, what's your vision for it going forward?
0: Well, so one really exciting thing that uh, we just started about a month ago is Now I also have a radio show on SiriusXM, which is a companion to the podcast. So basically on the podcast, you hear me have these long-form conversations with all these interesting musicians and artists. And now with the radio show, uh, you can tune in and you can hear me play all the music that we're talking about on the podcast as well as, you know, other, uh, other awesome new music, uh, forgotten classics, underground anthems, you know, everything. I mean, doing a radio show has been a dream of mine for a long time. Uh, It's something, it's how I started, you know, was just making mixes for people and uh, it's so much fun. And I play clips of the podcast interviews on the radio show as well. So that's been a huge, huge thing. And that's, uh, uh, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time on SiriusXM channel 52, which is the new uh, Diplo, Diplo's Revolution is the name of the channel. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically a whole whole channel curated by Diplo, and they they reached out to me and we did the show. And man, it's it's been so cool. So that's that's a huge thing that I think is going to be a big piece of what I'm doing for the next year and And, I think, a strong companion to the podcast for the podcast, um you're gonna see I can't talk about the details yet because we're still working them out, but you're gonna start seeing some more event based stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we're yeah. gonna
0: try to you know do some do some live episodes, go out to some events, uh record with some of the people performing there. Uh, Some of them I'm going to be performing as well. And so, yeah, we've got ideas, man. But overall, the the main goal, and I tell this to my team all the time, is that uh, we can be as ambitious as we want, but my main goal is always going to just be making the show good. That's bottom line what I really care about. And really the message I would want to put out is that I care a lot about the quality of the show, episode to episode. I think it's really consistent. I'm proud of it, um, and and yeah, man, I'm just going to keep finding more and more interesting
1: people to talk to. That's my main goal. No, I love it, man. And as you set up live events, man, if you do something in Chicago, I would love to do like a co-headlining live podcast, you know, back to back dynasty podcast, header kind of thing. That could thing, be fun, if you're ever man. Down yeah i think we could do something yeah, very cool fun. here well, um you've been holding uh,
0: you know, it down i mean shout out to you real quick because you've been holding it down uh on the podcast game and on in, um, in chicago for so long man and you uh, you know you were a supporter of mine very early on when almost nobody else even cared about what i was doing and i i have always appreciated that man so shout out to
1: you oh man that's that's so considerate because I love, even like you're talking about, like, this is just the thing I would be doing if I was getting zero downloads, which thank God is not the case. But if I was getting zero <laughs> downloads, zero streams, I'd still be putting out episodes every week, just being like, well, I'm listening to this, but thankfully that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the way it should be, so,
0: man. I mean, you got to make the show you want to hear, right?
1: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. So beyond the podcast, what else is on deck for you in 2019, you know, with music or, or any other projects we should mention?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of music is going to come this year. Like 2017, I was quieter on the music front, partially because I was getting the podcast off the ground and starting all of these new projects. But yeah, I'm, I'm fully back in music grind mode. I just put out a new single last week. It's called, Mm -hmm. will you be there? Um, it's got this, uh, this British singer named LL on it, who is amazing super, super excited about that. Uh, I have kind of a whole EP, maybe two EPs worth of music that I'm finishing right now that hopefully will start leaking out in the next couple months here. And, uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, if anyone listening knows me from only from the music days, which hopefully at least a few people do, cause I've been doing that yeah, a long time. of course. Um, Yeah, there's a lot more coming, man, and it's definitely... I I also took a little time off just to level up on my production skills, and the stuff I'm making now, I think, is the best music I've ever made.
1: Yeah, man, I was listening to the new single, and it does sound really, really good, so congrats on that. nice work.
0: Appreciate that. So,
1: you know, kind of bringing it home, for anybody who's listening to this who is looking at what you've done, Who, you know, you've not only had a career in electronic music and production, DJing, but then you also moved into content creation and and this journalistic side of things as well. So anybody who's looking at what you're doing on either side of it, thinking like, I want to do that. What advice would you give for, you know, maybe a creative who's at the start of their journey and, and looking to just do something very similar to what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, here's what I would say. I think it's more important than ever in 2018 to figure out, figure out what you like to do and what you're good at and then figure out why what you do is different from what everyone else is doing. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that doing the podcast and doing the radio show has kind of unlocked in my brain is realizing that you don't have to follow the same path as everybody else. You don't have to be in the same rat race. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And stepping outside of that, of, you know, just being one thing, like, For a long time, I thought I could only be a DJ and a producer. And if I was trying anything else, that meant I was giving up on being a DJ and a producer. When the reality is that actually now that I'm doing more things, my DJing and my production is getting better and it's getting more attention. And so I think any way you can figure out to sort of sidestep the game that everybody else is playing, any way you can play up what is unique about you and what you bring to the table that other people don't, that is going to take you the farthest. But, you know, that's all sort of high concept. And and the low concept thing is if you're just starting out and you're just ready to go, I think more than anything else, you have to enjoy it. Have fun when -hmm. you're starting out. Don't worry about it too much and just create for creation's sake, whatever you're doing, Go super hard on it. Enjoy it. But it's like we were talking at the beginning of this conversation, man, like my early days in Chicago, I was not anxious or worried about what the career ramifications of what I was doing were going to be. And I think only because I had those golden carefree years, like that's what allowed me to gain the skills that I now use in my professional career. If I had been worrying about the impact of every tiny thing I did right from the gate, I would have never made it. So, you know, I think that's, that's maybe the most important is at the beginning, don't worry about it too much.
1: Just have fun and work really hard. Man. I love it. That's all great advice. And, uh, and like I said, you know, I really genuinely dig the podcast. I think it sounds great. It's called back to back. It's an iTunes, Stitcher, all the platforms where you'd find podcasts. And, uh, and it was a really cool surprise for me because, you know, yeah, I'm one of the people who knew you from the DJing days. And so when I saw that, when I first saw you start a podcast, I was like, okay, I've seen some other musicians start a podcast. Cool. That's good for him. And then when I saw you were serious and you were really sticking with it, I was like, Oh shit, like this is happening. Good for him. And And it's been a blast to listen to, and especially, man, the Chicago episode. So um, keep up all the great work, man. Willie Joy, it's so cool to see all these things happening for you, man.
0: Man, thank you. Thank you for having me back on, man. I appreciate it. It's good to talk to you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.